Joining us in the studio, she's back, Christine Brennan from Engel and Volker's Hollywood Muskoka, our real estate expert. Christine, great to have you here. Always great to be here, John. Uh, we're going to be talking about something that uh, I just recently had a conversation with my barber about, and that is uh, real estate as an investment. Uh, this is not uncommon, certainly in this area. A lot of people are doing this, is buying uh, properties that they may not even want to live in themselves, but simply to use a- as a way to leverage some more money. Absolutely. I mean, real estate as an investment strategy has has long been you know, a way that people um, grow their wealth over time. And it's something that we see you know, really growing in our region. Let's talk about... Uh, there's, I guess, a couple of ways you could use real estate as an investment. I know there are many that, that are buying properties and hanging on to them, renting them out maybe, um, using them, but, but, but really they're looking at the long haul. And then there's some that I know that are buying what they perceive as a huge deal. Sometimes they're fixer-uppers. They invest a little bit more money and then flip them. Uh, are both of those still valid right now? Absolutely. Those are really the two most common, you know, real estate strategies from an investment standpoint. One that you mentioned at first is sort of the buy and hold. That's mm-hmm. also known as, you know, having an income generating property. Right. You know, you're looking at it, as you said, for the long term capital appreciation and the immediate cash flow. And then the other one is the flip. And the flip essentially is predicated on being able to buy a home below market value, put some work into it, and resell it for a higher price. Which, in these current market conditions, which one would you advise people to do if they're deciding they want to get into the real estate as investment? You know, it's each each strategy has merits, and a lot of it comes down to your personal circumstances. Okay. Um, you know, of course, if you're going to go the buy and hold route, you have to be very comfortable being a landlord. Right. Right? Because essentially, that's based on getting a tenant in place. And, you know, some people, you know, love that concept, and others think, oh my goodness, I don't know if that's for me. Um, You know, on the other side of the coin, if you're looking at a flip strategy, you know, two things you need to be aware of there. One, you have to have the the capital or the money to be able to outlay up front to do the improvements. So, you know, that's a factor to consider. How much cash do you have handy and ready to go? Or can you finance those changes? And the other one is, is your risk tolerance. Mm. How much appetite do you have for risk? You know, particularly in the flip strategy, because that's usually a much shorter time frame that people are looking at. Right. And, you know, in our current market conditions where inventory is so tight right now, you asked, you know, which one makes more sense in our area? Um, you know, it, it can be a little bit tricky to ferret out that really good value property and get it under market value because there isn't a whole lot out there that's available. Right. So, Because the, the key to the flip with the fast turnover is you're not waiting for over time things to, to increase in value. You're, you're trying to flip it right now. Exactly. And you're looking to get that deal and know that you can really add value. Okay. Let's say you're, you're going for the buy and hold philosophy. What are some of the things you need to consider? What should you be looking for? Uh, what do you need to have ready? So it's it's really important that you, in that strategy where you know that you're looking for an income generating property over the long term, you need to understand the current rental supply within the area that you're shopping around in. Okay. So, you know, because part of the success of that is going to be based on how quickly can you get a tenant, the quality of the tenant that you're going to have. So if you're looking at um, a street or an area where all of a sudden you find out that, oh goodness, there are two or other three properties already listed for lease on this street you're going to be going into a more competitive area. 
Right. And, and that might not be the best uh, the best approach. So definitely know the the rental supply in the area that you're looking at. Um, the nuance of seasonal rentals in our region actually adds a really interesting dynamic to mm. this one as well, because we have a lot of investors who are coming up from you know the GTA area right. and they're saying, I want to be able to put my new property on Airbnb. And of course, we have some very strict STA regulations in you know throughout our region. Ah. So it's really important that you understand what the what the area bylaws are mm-hmm. and if you are going into um, an area where you can get a short-term accommodation license you know what is the cost of that make sure you're abiding by all of those regulations that can change from town to town and township to township exactly yes it can so you know what's one of the things that we work closely to guide our clients on and then of course, one of the most important things in the buy and hold strategy when you're investing is you need to become an expert landlord. Yes. And do your due diligence on tenants in advance. Mm. And, and know the tenant to landlord laws. Exactly. You know, all of those things are so fundamental. Understanding the current Residential Tenancies Act, mm-hmm. knowing what your rights are as a landlord and what the tenant's rights are. And remember, you have an opportunity up front to, you know, thoroughly vet those people as well as you can. Mm. Once they're in there, you know, it's a it's a lot more difficult to make some changes. If you are considering doing a flip, uh, what are some of the better areas in our in, in what are we looking for? What do we what do we have to have in mind there? When you're when you're looking for a flip, you're looking for value. So what you really need to understand, and you know, you're looking for properties that um, potentially are not up to the same kind of physical condition as some of the other homes in the area. Right. They need some work, whether it's on the exterior or the interior. Perhaps actually, it is a property that is already tenanted, and maybe uh, the people who are there aren't. Um, you know, keeping up the interior as well as they should be. So from a showing standpoint, typical end users are getting a little bit turned off. So, you know, you have a good opportunity. It really comes down to the numbers when you're doing a flip. You have to make sure that you're getting good value. You're buying it below market. Then you understand how much money you need to put in, how much do you want to put in, and does the neighborhood support the level of improvements that you're making so that when you do go to resell it, you're not only recouping your investment, but you're making a profit? Right, because you don't want to end up with the best house in a poor neighborhood. Exactly. You want, to, you want to buy the poorest house that you can fix up to match the rest of the neighborhood. And, you know, there are instances where I have seen that, where someone mm-hmm. has gone in and they've picked up a really great deal, but they've they've put in too much. too much. They've just over-improved. And when they've put the house back on the market, the price is so far above what the neighborhood can sustain that it sits for a while or then it ends up coming down before it finally trades. And then lastly, when you're, you know, considering um, – when you're considering doing a flip, you know, work very closely uh, with your realtor so that you understand the numbers. And then when you do go to resell, think like an end user. Mm. What am I going to want to have in that property? You mentioned something there working with your real estate agent. Should you go right into with your real estate agent, look, I'm buying this for investment and work with you because it, that same agent could be listing it when it's time to sell it. Absolutely. And that's one of the things, I mean, I work very closely with my clients and helping understand what their key criteria is and what the end goal is okay. so that we can give the right type of guidance and help steer you into, you know, a proper uh, property that is actually going to generate the return that you're looking for. Whether you're going to do a buy and hold, whether you're going to do a flip, if you've already made the decision to invest, what are you looking for in terms of properties? There's, you know, 
you always want to keep supply and demand in mind. Okay. And, and it's key. Picking the right property is either key uh, is key in either strategy. Look for intrinsic value. And what I mean by that is look for locations or special characters or features that you can't duplicate. That will give that property more long-term value. So for instance, location, uh, the downtown core. Right. The downtown core is great because it has a walk score. There's only so much space in the downtown area. People who are moving into this region want to know that they can easily get around town by foot. And in our area, there's a lot of really vibrant downtowns that are going to score very well for you. Absolutely. You know, another thing is, you know, you can pick a location that is close to a particular amenity. So, for example... Like you, schools. Exactly. You could shop specifically by school district mm. and say, you know, if this school district is, you know, rated one of the top in the region, mm. you know that you will always have a supply of families who want to be in that area. Right. You know, other things um, like, you know, waterfront. There's a limited amount of waterfront in our area that will always maintain and hold its value and other key features, you know, potentially views or access. But, you know, really focus on driving that intrinsic value. We've talked a bit in the past when you're buying a home, the negotiating strategy. Does that change when you're buying not a home for yourself, but an investment property? Absolutely, it does. You know, one of the things to keep in mind when you're buying a property as an investment is approach it like a business transaction. Don't get too emotional about it. Right. You know, you're not going to be the one living in this property. Don't get married to it so that you end up blowing your budget or going beyond where you want to be. Set a price ceiling. So I work with people to say, you know, this is, you know, we're looking for X, Y, Z in a property and we are going to spend a maximum of this amount. Right. And if we can't find it, we just don't buy anything. Exactly. And you have to be able to walk away. Know that another one will come up. You have a certain, you know, uh, pro forma that you're running or numbers that you want to meet and look for the property that matches that criteria. Fascinating stuff. Great information. Christine Brennan from Engel Volkers, Collingwood, Muskoka. If folks have any more questions about investment properties and, and, and what to do about that, where can they reach you? Uh, visit me at christinebrennanrealestate.com or pop into our Engel and Volker shop across from Loblaws on here, Ontario Street. Christine, thanks for being on Talk of the Town. Thank you.